Welcome to the Canyon Home Podcast, where we talk about everything home, food, life, and style. I am so excited because today we are going to do a deep dive into spring cleaning. Yes, spring is almost over, but it's not too late to clean. We have to start off by thanking Brian Buckley Band for that incredible intro music. Brian's actually a neighbor of mine, and we've been friends for, oh my goodness, I think like eight years now. And I absolutely love this song, and he uh, lives and makes music in the canyon, and so it's just so incredibly special. Uh, This is my first podcast, so if you're just joining in, I'm Theodore Leaf, and I have had a YouTube channel forever, I think since 2006, where I have been sharing everything from beauty to cooking to entertaining, uh, and I have really become a huge fan of podcasts over the years. And I just love it because it's something that I can sort of have along with me while I'm doing the dishes or folding laundry or walking the dogs or anything like that. I love being able to learn and explore in an audio medium because I can do so many other things at the same time. And it's been something that I've really wanted to do for a long time. And I just kind of woke up this morning and realized that today was the day. So... Uh, today's episode is going to be focused on spring cleaning because I need to focus. Otherwise, I will just talk at you for an hour. I am going to pour myself a little bit of vanilla almond tea from Republic of Tea, which is one of my favorites because I used to always drink this with Nana, who is my grandmother, who is probably one of the reasons I have any interest in homekeeping and things like that at all. Uh, But every time I smell this tea, it it just reminds me of her. So if you have a tea that's special to you, I just totally bumped the mic. If you have a tea that's special to you, maybe heat up some water in a kettle and get that going. It's a perfect little companion for something like this. I I decided to take over and do some create... No. I decided that... The other day, I was just going to randomly finally take on the task of spring cleaning. And I have been... Baxter, really? I mean, the dogs, they always have to be scratching their little collars while you're trying to make your first podcast, right? Anyway, this is Baxter. He's my little baby. He's just happy to be here. Um, I can't really, you know, put him in too much trouble, right? If you saw his face, which you should check him out on Instagram. Uh, we do have a Canyon Home Instagram. I guess I should probably start this thing by telling you the the title. So Canyon Home is this really special name that my husband Matthew and I came up with uh, when we thought we were going to be the next great vintage resellers, which we did not become. But we loved Canyon Home because we live in Laurel Canyon, which if you have never been to Los Angeles or not from here, 
uh, Laurel Canyon is this really special community tucked in the Hollywood Hills. Now, the moment you hear the Hollywood Hills, you think of like, you know, some infinity pool and Porsche. And trust me, that is not the side that we live on. We actually live with all the fun hippies and oh my gosh, this dog. We live in more of the like hippie dippy music, cool artist community. Um, and it's just really, really chill and there's so much nature here. We get deer, we get coyotes, we get birds. We have so many birds here. It's amazing. Uh, and we get, we just get to really be in nature. And then 10 minutes down the street, you know, we're at the Sunset Strip, which I can go see Brian Buckley Van perform at the Viper Room. You know, it's it's absolutely this very interesting sort of juxtaposition of two completely separate worlds one that's really natural and chill and the other one that's completely not natural and not chill so that's really what canyon home is about is really the juxtaposition of you know city life and i don't know homesteading chill land life we don't have that much land though trust me i wish but my neighbors have chickens so Every morning I wake up, I have my Nespresso, usually recently with a big old thing of some steamed almond milk. Thank goodness that that thing makes it itself. And I can hear the neighbor's chickens chirping along. Do they chirp? Do they cluck? They cluck. They make lots of pretty noises. It's great. And I actually am so lucky because those neighbors, I trade uh, homemade sourdough bread for eggs. So we have a really great relationship. The funniest part about that is I still have not met them. We've been meaning to meet for a long time. And now all of a sudden, you know, quarantine, social distancing, all that stuff. It's probably still going to be a while. But I'm very thankful that my eggs are literally from a few steps away. And I don't have to build a chicken coop yet. So that's pretty brilliant. But this episode's supposed to be about spring cleaning. So we should get into that. I'm actually staring at my spring cleaning checklist that I've been working on uh, for my website. My website is called TheodoreLeaf.com. And that's where you're going to find recipes and videos and sort of uh, all the written down stuff that could be helpful for you uh, that would support what we talk about here. So... My spring cleaning checklist, I just woke up and I just knew that there was just dust everywhere that was driving me insane. Now, here at the cottage, we call our house Gingham Cottage, which I highly recommend. Everyone brand your house. Give your house a name. It really gives it a personality. It gives something to put on a custom front doormat, which I absolutely love. And it just, it makes it special and your friends will pick up on it or they'll totally judge you, whatever. If, if they get you, they'll just, you know, think it's fun. And uh, it just really, I don't know, we just, we love having our little name. Gingham Cottage is really, was the name of a, a imaginary lake house that we had made up. And we were like, okay, we're going to have this great lake house and we're going to have a dock and we'll have two jet skis and they will be wrapped in gingham. You know how like you can wrap a car in a logo? Well, we wanted to wrap them in gingham and then have them have saddle brown seats. So that's how Gingham Cottage came up. And it just Gingham is a preppy plaid, so it just works. Anyway, oh my gosh, I'm just trying to like make all the noise here. So that's Gingham Cottage, that's our home. And 
Gingham Cottage is very small. We're about 900 square feet, depending on the insurance adjuster that's popping over here. I mean, I've heard 750, I've heard 1,000, I've heard 1,100. I don't know. She's small, but she's great. Uh, I also am gayer than a $2 bill, so there's a lot of female pronouns for just about anything. So, FYI. Disclaimer. I should put that as a disclaimer. Do they do that on podcasts? Anyway. I woke up and I realized, you know, the house is small, but we have like 13 foot ceilings upstairs. So there's beams and there's exposed shelves and there's all these things, which they look great in a photo. However, let me just tell you, home designers out there, anyone who's thinking about renovating, before you do open shelving, you call me. You check out this podcast. Check me out on Instagram. We'll have a little chat in the DMs because it is crazy. It looks great, but it is so much work to clean. So above our our uh, master bedroom, we have uh, like this built-in closet, and there's this like kind of mini loft, which we've put six suitcases, which I love. It's very like Ralph Lauren style. Um, And that's where we put out-of-season clothes and blankets and things like that. And then I just, for some reason, when we decorated for Christmas, tucked a bunch of, like, books and tchotchkes up there. And it just collects dust. Like, you just don't even understand. And then we also have a skylight above our bedroom uh, bed. Now, again, home designers out there, people thinking of renovating, a skylight above your bed is really not the greatest idea. I remember when we bought the house 10 years ago, we thought it was really charming. Well, that one hungover, you know, Sunday morning when you just want complete darkness, all of a sudden that, you know, chic, beautiful skylight feature is your worst nightmare. So we ended up having a custom shutter built, uh, like a plantation style shutter built over the skylight so we could open it when we want the light and we could close it when we wanted it to kind of, you know, go away. And she gets real dirty, too. Oh, my goodness. I have to get the drill out. I have to open the little latch. And then I open it, and it's like, oh, my goodness. It's like everything. Just, you know, it looks like a Wizard of Oz scene happened. Like, we had a tornado. There's leaves. There's dust. There's little bugs. It just drives me nuts. So every quarter, I try to clean it. Now, anytime I say, oh, every quarter I do this or that, that's just like visual goal setting because often, you know, I'll get an alert on my phone that it's time to clean a filter and I'm like, yeah, I'm busy. But I I do try. So that was really the project that started, okay, I got to get the spring cleaning under control. Now, I am really lucky because I do have somebody that helps me clean as well. But I made her teach me how to clean so that I really could keep the house as, as nice as possible. I don't know about you, but growing up, I grew up with a brother and a sister, so there were three of us, and then my mom, my stepdad, and we had one bathroom, one real bathroom, and my mom taught us how to clean with just wipes. It was like the, you know, the dawn of the Clorox wipe, and so I just, you know, all I really knew was to vacuum, wipe things down, and that was kind of it. There wasn't a lot of like scrubbing and buckets and polishing and all that kind of stuff, so I really had to research and teach myself. Now you're probably like, oh my gosh, you are absolutely crazy. But 
I'm so interested in all things home and I just want to know how everything works and what's the best way to take care of things. We all work so hard to have whatever home we have, whether you're in a studio apartment or a big old mansion somewhere, you work really hard to have your place. And so you want to make sure that it's just at its best as much as possible. And a lot of that requires, you know, some special polishes and some some brushes you never thought about and maybe a vacuum cleaner attachment. But once you use all those things to their best advantage, you look at your space and you're like, wow, this is absolutely incredible. So who knew that spring cleaning would require a drill? But it, it's actually a very handy tool because as uh, little maintenance things are coming up around the house, I've been, you know, unscrewing things left and right. So it really started with our uh, twice yearly maintenance of our HVAC unit. So that's, uh, I don't even know what HVAC stands for. And it's like heating, cooling, ventilation. Yeah, something like that. Um, But what we decided to do was get on a contract with the company, which is incredible. So they come and service our units twice a year. So once a year they do the furnace and once a year they do the air conditioning, which is really great because they can spot problems before they really are necessary. So we're here in Los Angeles and they showed up early May and that prompted me to change our filter because they actually show up with a filter for our return vent. The return vent is like where all the air sort of goes in and then, you know, comes out fresh and cool or warm or whatever you want. But that's where you change that filter. And let me just tell you, that was a dusty hell. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. So it was so not good that I had to get the drill out, take the screws out, take the entire register vent off, take it outside, scrub it. It got perfectly clean. I was so proud of myself. Is there just anything better than that feeling of like finding something that just looks like death and being able to clean it perfectly? It just makes me so happy. Oh, I hope it makes you happy too. Maybe you're like washing dishes right now and that inspired you to just get that last little spot off, which by the Which, by the way, side note, baking soda is your friend in that situation all the time. Um, Anyway, so I got that super clean and I put everything back together and it just made me feel so good. I was like, okay, what's next? Then I did the crazy uh, thing in the bathroom or the bedroom, rather, the skylight holder and then the shelf above it and... Basically, the the point here is when you're doing your spring cleaning, you really want to start from the top down, okay? Now, for my bedroom checklist, I'm going to read this to you. We've got wash pillows, comforters, and mattress pads. So most of your pillows, you can actually just wash in the washing machine and dry. No problem. Just check the tag. Uh, I also recommend like maybe a little soak or something in OxyClean just to brighten them up. I actually read or watched something about this really cool thing that I want to find. It's just a pillow cover and then you put the case over it. It just helps to keep your pillow as fresh as possible because we all, you know, we sweat or we drool or whatever we do, right? And those pillows can get stained, but adding a cover to protect it really helps that to last a lot longer because we don't want to see those stains, do we? 
Um, the other thing was uh, the comforter. If you can wash your comforter, do that. And then I like to hang mine to dry. I, I, I got a retractable clothesline. My grandmother had one uh, at her lake house, and I just thought it was the most brilliant thing ever. And honestly, having a clothesline is such a handy thing because it's great for drawing things like that. And it's also great for just airing things out. So when you're changing the bed, put that put that down comforter over your clothesline and let it air out. If it's in the sun, even better, because it can kind of uh, just freshen things up a bit with no, you know, no needed little sprays or anything like that. Um, the other thing we have, oh, mattress pads. So I always have a mattress pad. And so you can just take that off and wash that as well. And then I vacuum the mattress. Now we have a sleep number bed, so we don't need to rotate it. But if you do need to rotate your mattress, now would be a really great time. And don't try to do that yourself. Phone a friend. You definitely want some extra hands with that. Um, the other thing is switch out seasonal bedding, which we actually had already done. And it's a hot mess. We definitely need some new bedding. It has been one of those things, you guys, that I have always seemed to struggle with. I don't like all these matchy-matchy beds. I usually love like a Ralph Lauren home bed, which consists of like five different sets of things. And of course, they have like 1,700 pillows. But those are the ones I respond to. But our bed is actually pretty basic at the moment and could use a big upgrade. So I'm going to put that on the list. Um, the other thing that is a good time to do in your, in the bedroom is to switch out your seasonal clothes, purge any outdated, outdated items, and repair anything that needs mending. So that just means like go through all your clothes, put on some music, go through those clothes, and just check everything is there a hole? Is there a mend? Do we need to do a little button action? Whatever you need to do. And I do switch out my clothes because I do not have a very large closet. So if I did not do that, I would not have room for anything. And trust me, some of my friends have closets that are the size of bowling alleys. I hate them. You do too, right? Unless you have a huge closet. If you have a huge closet, it's not that I hate you. I just, we're not in a great place. We'll just say that. We'll just say that. So that's my little spring cleaning in the in the bedroom chit chat. And then after that, I went to the bathroom. And one thing that just drives me insane is the the little exhaust fan. Now, when we renovated our bathroom, they didn't even tell us we needed an exhaust fan. But thank goodness to code for code they realized that we did. And I said, okay, fine. I just needed to be the quietest. I was such a diva. I just needed to be the quietest fan that, you know, is in existence, which we did find. It's very quiet. You hardly even know what's on. And it, it does a great job. But let me tell you, she gets real dirty. The little cover is very easy to take off uh, of ours, particularly. You just basically pull it down and it's got this little like metal thing that you slip out and you can just wash it with soap and water and put her back up. She's fine. The fan itself, oh my goodness, what a disaster that was. So, of course, I look on YouTube and I'm like, how do I take this fan apart? And this guy is like installing it or cleaning. I don't know what he's doing. And he, he shows me all the screws. And I got two of the screws out. And the third screw, I don't know if I stripped it. I don't know if the people that put it in stripped it. But let me tell you, that, that screw... <laughs> is very much stripped 
It is Christina Aguilera stripped. Okay. And I spent a good hour trying because I just, I really don't give up. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I will cancel dinner. I'll do it. I'm going to get this thing out. I started looking up YouTube about how to get that out. I finally just had to call it or I was just going to lose my absolute mind. So I put it back together. I vacuumed as much as I could. But the fan itself could use an exorcism, to be honest. And I did the math. We would have renovated that bathroom nine years ago, which, thank goodness, I'm not a very trendy person because that could be looking terrible by now. But uh, it still looks good. So we're not mad at it. It's pretty good. Um. Anyway, so thinking of spring cleaning, get that drill out, clean those vents, clean those registers, clean those plantation shutters that are over the skylight in your bedroom, all the weird stuff that you just don't think of. That is what you really want to attack when you're spring cleaning, because Spring cleaning is not part of your normal weekly or bi-weekly cleaning routine. So you don't really want to be doing that at the same time. The other thing to think about is like organizing. So if you've seen Marie Kondo on Netflix, which I highly recommend, I loved that show. She's just the cutest thing ever. Um, you know, they really recommend don't clean and organize at the same time. And I completely agree with that. You should organize and then clean. So if you've got some drawers to go through, if you've got some little critters, you know, in the corners, if you've got some piles of scary, attack all of that before you think you're going to get that vacuum and that duster and that drill out to really attack. You, you want to make sure and purge. Now, we're under a stay-at-home order at the moment, so... I don't know where to go donate all my stuff. So we have two cars and I swear one of the cars has just become a a mini storage unit for all the things that I'm donating, you know, books. And I finally decided to get rid of some, you know, chargers I had, you know, things like that. Um, But you want to do the purge, do the reorg, you know, go through the pantry, all that stuff before you really start getting into the nitty gritty. Um, now, as we keep thinking about spring cleaning, by the way, you guys, I'm recording this. I have no idea how long it's going to be. We're just going to go with it. So I hope you're still with us. If I was a real podcaster at the moment, I'd be, you know, cutting to a commercial break or something. But um, I don't have any of that set up yet. This is just our first go round. So just we're going to go to the next section of my little outline here. So on my checklist, we also have the living room. So when you're in the living room, let's think about moving all that furniture. This is the time to really use those muscles. You know, you use the fruits of all that yoga and really move all the furniture so you can clean behind, underneath. This is when you can collect all that change that's hanging out on the couch. I'm totally kidding. How old do I sound? Oh my goodness. Nobody has change in their couch anymore, really, do they? No, we don't have change. We find like, I don't know, gift cards and wrappers and the remote that you lost last year. Uh, We don't really find change. But you know what? In the 90s, you would definitely have found a lot of change in people's um, sofa cushions. It's time for that tea. 
I'm taking inspiration from a podcast that I really love called Homemaker Chic, where they definitely, uh, they're just real chill about it. They're not in a big old hurry. And that's what I find really soothing about podcasts. So hopefully this is soothing for you as well. All right. So we're going to move all that stuff. We're going to wash the walls and the trim. Now I like to just get a little bucket. I learned this when I went to culinary school. It's a tiny little square bucket. It's just tiny. I can put it in the show notes. And it's great because it's just handy and you can put a little bit of all-purpose cleaner in there and a clean rag and literally wash the walls uh, and the baseboards. And then it's really great to just either let that air dry or go over with a dry cloth and kind of wipe that off. It'll make everything just look really nice and fresh. I personally am super into the wipe down with a damp cloth, dry with a dry cloth, the drying just polishes everything and just makes everything look so good. I just, it's, it's a great trick. I, I learned that reading a cleaning book, which yes, I've read several cleaning books. I'm, I'm the crazy person for you so that you can just actually use the information and you don't have to read all the books. I'm, that's what I'm here for. Um, also on here is get the chimney cleaned. Now, if you have a chimney, we're also not friends because I'm super jealous. I want a fireplace more than I want a lot of things right now, uh, because I just, I love a fireplace. So if you have a fireplace, get that chimney cleaned. And that's another thing that's just really great if you can find a company that will do like an auto service so that you don't have to think about it. They'll give you a call when it's time, they set it up, they come, they do their thing. You never have to think about it. Companies that do that, I really, really love because that just means that they're in it for the long haul and they really want to take care of their customers. It's just such a great service. I love it. Um, the other thing is wet, clean carpets and rugs. Now, we have a lot of antique carpets and rugs, and so we did find a local company that uh, does a really good job of cleaning them. That's one of those things where if you've got a really nice rug, you're going to spend some cash to clean it. You don't need to do it that often, but when you do it, you need to have it done by people that really know what's up. So you want to go to the place, see the people, all that. If you don't have a big car or you can't really lift a lot of heavy things, a lot of them will come pick things up for you as well. But it's just something you want to have a relationship with a good company in town so that you can main, maintain things like that. Okay, what else do we have? Wash or dry clean drapes. I don't have any drapes, but um, it would definitely be very important to make sure that those don't get all dusty and crazy. And sometimes I know people, you might even be changing your drapes for the season. And if you do that, clean them before you store them. Very good idea. Even if it's just a good vacuum, uh, that, that can be really helpful as well. Actually, I love, I love the idea of a seasonal drape. It's just a great way to change things up. Uh, dust blinds. Now that's not, not, it's not just a quick once over. That's a real, like, get in there. I, I'm not a huge fan of like, you know, vertical blind well vertical please i'm not a huge fan i mean vertical blinds are a whole if you have vertical blinds we need to talk but horizontal old school just normal blinds not a huge fan they're really hard to clean they don't look great much more into like a roll or a roman shade or uh, a pull down shade uh, there's this really great place called the shade store which i've never actually ordered anything from but i wish i could i want to someday 
I have some shades downstairs that I ordered. I ordered online from something I saw on like HGTV and they came. They're navy, all right? They're navy and they come with this like white square on the top. Why would I order a navy shade for it to come with a white square on top? Oh my gosh. And they've been here for like, you know, eight years, still needing replaced, but I digress. Okay. The other thing you want to do is store seasonal accessories, heavy blankets, things like that. Now, I'm a huge fan of a throw. Now, most of my listeners out there, you're probably with me. You never met a throw you didn't like. You have a major problem for throw pillows. You just love a good throw pillow. So my throw pillow solution is you only have enough throw pillows you actually have space for. And then you can just do throw pillow covers that you can change all the time. Love that. Way less storage. Way easier to clean, by the way. Like, throw pillows that you can't wash? No. By the way, that's going to be something you're going to hear on this podcast all the time. When you're buying things, the first question I want you to ask is, how do I clean it? That is a really great question to ask, and it will save you so much frustration. Kind of like me with that stripped screw with the exhaust fan in the bathroom. If I would have said, how do you clean that? And they told me that I had to take it apart like I was someone at NASA, I probably would have looked for something else. So there you go. So that's the living room. By the way, this checklist is available at theodoreleaf.com slash spring cleaning. Free download. I just want you to come check us out get your free download, get your list and get organized. Um, I've, you know, yammered on about the bathroom forever, but I didn't give you my list of things to do there. I actually have an entire article all about um, going through your beauty closet and making sure that things are up to date and uh, organized and all that good stuff. So the first thing you want to do there is toss expired beauty products, clean the shelves and the drawers That means take everything out of the medicine cabinet. Medicine cabinets can get so gross. That's one of my little things that I decided as an adult that I just was not going to have was a disgusting medicine cabinet. So every two weeks, I take everything off the shelf. I know I sound absolutely crazy, but every two weeks, I take everything off the shelves, wipe them down, put it back. It just keeps me sane. And I'm not that much of like an OCD type person, but it's just... It's just that one thing. I just, I can't. I cannot with the ring around the bottom. No, thank you. The other thing you want to do is go through expired medications, toss expired items, all that stuff. Uh, Clean and polish fixtures. Oh my gosh, I have the best thing for anything related to like water spotting. I will put that in the show notes. I need to write this stuff down, you guys. I will never remember this. Cleaning... There was something else in the show notes. Okay. And then uh, you want to clean your hairdryer filter and your curling iron and your flat iron. I know if you have a curling iron or flat iron, it is probably gross. I just usually clean them when they're off with a little alcohol and a, and a pad and a, a rag and you're good to go. But clean all that stuff off. You don't want to be reapplying last year's hairspray. Trust me. I mean, I used to be a hairstylist, and I've seen some really scary equipment. I'm going to need to learn how to drink this tea without hitting this microphone. I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay, 
So now let's just dive into a huge one, the kitchen. The kitchen is like ground zero, central central command station of the home. It just is. Uh, you know, it's the heart, it's the hearth, it's the place that you... I don't know. It's the first place I go to before bed or after bed. And it's the first, the last place I leave. It just is. And there's Baxter's little uh, noise from him wanting to be on our podcast, which is so funny because he's very camera shy. And this is the first time I've ever done something that's not really on camera. I'm more of like an on camera type person, but I just find this so relaxing. I hope you guys do too. Okay. So in the kitchen, let's organize the pantry and toss expired food. That goes without saying. Um, and you don't need to be crazy about that, but like, just go through. Trust me, I've seen, I've found some things from 2012 in my pantry a few times. So, and I go through my pantry more than most people would. But telling you what, very very important, and it's a great way just to reorganize and like get stuff. The other thing is, if there's things that are sort of on the outs, make a quick list and let's get creative. Let's do a little pantry clean out, you know, meal prep. Uh, let's do a soup. Let's do something. You know, my husband actually asked what is for dinner, which hello. Why is that? Why does that question just make us all crazy? I mean, unless I've been planning out a beautiful menu for hours, I don't really have much to say at the moment, but uh, you could definitely come up with some fun things for dinner uh, from that pantry just to make sure that you use up your stuff. Uh, the other thing you want to do is clean and clear your freezer. Oh my goodness, the freezer is just one of those places that is so easy to be overrun by everything. Um, and just go through, organize. By the way, if your freezer is a hot mess, you might want to be thinking about getting a vacuum sealer. I just got one and I am vacuum sealing everything. Oh my goodness, vacuum sealing everything. But I'm telling you what... It is such a great tool, and I don't know how I've made it this long without it, particularly in the freezer. One of my favorite things I just did was I made a bunch of chocolate chip cookie dough, and then I portioned it all out. And for us, it's just the two of us. Maybe we have two people over for dinner. So I did them in portions of six. So I can just have six freshly baked cookies with like zero effort. You know, the effort is taking them out, turning the oven on, throwing them on a tray. Bam. Done. Love it. Okay, so we're going to wash the rarely used platters, cake stands, all that stuff. That is one of those things that you just don't think of that's so great because then when you go to use that platter next time, it doesn't have like a bee stuck on it or some like random cobweb particularly if you have open shelving like I do. I have to do it way more often. And a great way to do that is just to have your dishwasher empty, load all that stuff in there that's dishwasher safe, and just do like a heavy-duty cycle. It usually works just brilliantly, and it doesn't take that much work on your end. Um, the other thing, this is something that I found in my research. I know I sound like Brene Brown. In the research, the research says, the research says that we need to vacuum our refrigerator coil. Now, if you are standing here listening and you're puzzled as puzzled gets, you're not alone. I didn't know there was one either. Now, I just, the other thing is I keep track of all those stupid serial numbers on all of my appliances because I got questions, people. How do I take this off? Oh my God, I keep bumping this thing. How do I take this off? How do I clean it? 
etc. So with a uh, with your refrigerator, mine is underneath in the front. So there's this little thing that I pull off in the front, and I'm horrified every time. And then I take my little skinny attachment for my vacuum, and I vacuum the dust off of what's called the coil. And when you keep that dust free or as clean as possible, it just makes your refrigerator run a lot more efficiently. And it's just one of those things that, like, we just don't know. I mean, it's not like we're all just sitting at home every day, you know, vacuuming the the coil. So that's why I put a list together so that you could just go through it, check it all off. Um, but I did that. And again, horrified at how much dust there was, but I felt a lot better that it was gone. Um, the other thing is if you have a pot rack or anything like that, you want to clean that. I do have a pot rack, so I take everything off the pot rack. I clean it all. If you have copper or metal cookware, I highly recommend, I would love for them to be able to sponsor one day, Barkeeper's Friend. Barkeeper's Friend is your friend in the kitchen, and it's absolutely incredible. I love it, love it, love it. I use it on everything I can, and I'll just never be without it. It's just, uh, it's just, it really is my friend, and I wish I could have Barkeeper's Friend as a guest on the podcast. Maybe we can make that happen someday. Okay. The other thing, clean the garbage disposal. So the way I do that is I pop some baking soda and then I flush it with boiling water. And I usually do that at the end of the night, but when no one's going to be using the sink anymore so that that baking soda can kind of just sit and hang out, do its thing. I don't do the lemons because the lemons are really hard to grind and they can really wear out your system. So I really try to baby my little garbage disposal and I'm so happy to have a garbage disposal because I did not grow up with one. I also did not grow up with a dishwasher. I know, I know, cry me a river. But um, my mom would always say, I don't need a dishwasher. I have three. <laughs> and you know what? She was right because we learned hard work. And uh, you know what? The moment we all left the house, guess what girlfriend got? A kitchen makeover and got a dishwasher. Um, the other thing you want to do is take the racks out and clean your oven. If you have an automatic cycle, definitely take the racks out. If you don't have an automatic cycle, I don't know. I'm going to have to do some research on that because I am very blessed that I've had an oven that has a cleaning function for the past 10 years. So I, I really don't know how to do it other ways. The other thing that's a great thing to think about is to sharpen your knives and scissors at this time. So, you know, you could take them out. You could take them to a local person. You could do a little Google search. Uh, you could also buy a sharpener yourself at home. Baxter, for goodness sakes, baby. I wish I could have him on the podcast, but you're just going to hear him clicking around. Anyway, so that's sort of my my list. Again, this is not your weekly cleaning. This is just the real deal spring cleaning deep stuff that you would do on top of the huge situation. Um, the other thing we want to think about is if you have an office, which I have what we call the office slash guest room slash everything, right? Uh, so take books out wipe any dust, you know, books. I love books. I have way too many books and you got to take care of those. Uh, even just a, a nice dry cloth is easy for that. 
if you have you know a computer in your office clean the keyboard clean the mouse clean the monitor all that jazz and then also vacuum technology vents so i do a lot of video production i do a lot of large files so i have like hard drives and things like that so it's important to locate all those little fans and vacuum those out so that they're nice and clean or use the little uh compressed air that can be really helpful too um utility area so that's like if you have a laundry room again i have a very you know complicated relationship with you because i wish i have a laundry closet um, but hey, happy to have the laundry, very happy to have the laundry. So you want to deep clean the dryer vent and hose. Let me tell you, I have been planning on filming this forever. And so I bought this funny thing called the lint lizard, which goes on top of your vacuum cleaner, like attachment thing. And I've been, oh, I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I finally just was like, I'm not going to film this. I just need to do this because I'm like nervous. I And it wasn't that I was worried that people were going to see what my vent looked like. I just wasn't in the capacity to film it. So I decided to like, again, get that drill out because it, you just can't spring clean without a drill. Meaning just to get the screws out, right? So I take the, the, the thing apart, which by the way, dryer manufacturers... That could be a little easier, right? Maybe people would clean their dryer vent if we made this accessible and like intuitive, but I digress. So I get my drill out. I open the thing. I look down. I see a small sweater and I'm like, what is going on? I get the little lint lizard, which has like a three foot little skinny hose and I start going at it. You guys, I had to just stick my hand in there to pull out the piles of lint that was hiding in my dryer. And if you have never cleaned, like deep cleaned, I'm not talking about the screen, by the way. That is not what we're talking about. We're talking about under the screen. So the screen is usually held in place by some kind of a cage. And then you unscrew that. And then that's a larger hole, which you could literally like put your hand down and like gather your own personal sweater out. And the reason this is so important is this is very, very dangerous. You do not want to build up a lint in your dryer. I know I sound so serious, but I'm serious. You guys, you just don't. Um, so I got all that out. The other, and then I kept going with my lint lizard and I just, I think I spent 20 minutes vacuuming this thing, just getting all that stuff out. And then you want to wash the little, uh, the little vent thing that you clean off every time you use it. You want to wash that because if you use like a fabric softener or if you use a dryer sheet or something like that, it can actually create a buildup on that and it can be a lot more inefficient. And so you just want to wash that with soap and water, let it dry nice, nice and nice and well, and then put that all back together. So very exciting things ahead for you. Yes. Uh, check me out on Instagram at Theodore Leaf or at Canyon Home. Yes, we have an Instagram for this podcast. Very exciting. Uh, and, and let me know that you did that and, and tell me or tag me and show me your own personal sweater. I want to see that I am not the only one with a small sweater hiding in my dryer vent. Um, what else do we have here? You want to wash the lint trap, which I just told you. 
and you want to clean attic, basement, garage, donate on items. If you have a lot of items, you can actually often have them pick them up for you, which is great. Um, I mean, what I wouldn't do to have a basement to clean. I'm telling you what. I might even just come over and clean yours just because I'm from Ohio and I miss basements. Basements are great. My office is actually like a what, what we would call in Ohio a walkout basement. So I kind of do have a little bit of that there in my life, just so you know. Um, I'm just realizing, no, I just want the time. Yeah, we just want to know the time. A uh, little podcast stuff here. Okay, so around the house. Move furniture, clean behind, underneath things that might be forgotten throughout the year. So that's your foyer. That's like a random hallway. That's a guest room. That's, you know, well, you just use the bedroom one for that. But, you know, it, it's all this little extra bonus rooms, media rooms, things like that. Uh, wash walls and trim, steam clean upholstery, vacuum radiators and registers. We've already gone really deep on on what is required there. Um, recaulk any area needing it, uh, around the toilet usually could use a little love, especially if you got boys in the house, enough said, you're understanding what I'm not saying there because we want this to be a nice, pretty podcast. Uh, we want to wash windows and screens. That's the whole other thing. Oil hinges and doors. Now I'm not a huge fan of the spray with that for like WD-40 because I don't want that oil to get on your paint or your finishes or anything like that. So you can just find oil that comes in a little dropper and you just drop it and then you just move the hinge and then it's nice and quiet. You guys, I'm telling you, it's the little luxuries in life that are really going to change the way you feel about living at home. That's why we're doing all of this. I did not create this list to drive you crazy. I want to help you through all of it so that you can enjoy your home more. Because I'm telling you what, when all these darn hinges aren't squeaking, I like it and I'm happy. I mean, I'm happy anyway, but you know what I'm saying. Condition leather. Oh, I'm going to put a recommendation in the show notes for that because we have a new favorite leather. Yes. Um, Polish wood, clean lamps, shades, light fixtures, dust those light bulbs dust those light bulbs dust on light bulbs is gross and also dangerous it's just not good uh take down pictures clean the glass and the wall behind check that your hangers are secure add bumpers if needed i have like a bumper problem in that when you hear on this podcast that i have a problem it usually means i have a lot of something or it's something i'm like obsessed with and i love bumpers i love little feet on things to like make sure that they're not scratching stuff. Like, I just love all that stuff. It just, it makes your home feel more luxurious. I'm just super into it. Um, okay. The final part of our first Canyon Home podcast is all about maintenance. So it's just gonna be quick. Uh, but these are just other things to think about when you're in the mode of really paying attention to your house and keeping on top of things. So that's the maintenance section. So we want to look at fire extinguishers. So your fire extinguisher has a little dial on it, and that dial will tell you how pressurized or full it is. 
And you just want to make sure that that's in a happy place, okay? Another thing is your smoke and carbon monoxide detector batteries. I don't know why, but my uh, smoke carbon detector, whatever it is, in the bedroom went off like last week because its battery was dying and it was just literally torturing us. So, I mean, if that's happening, it's clearly time to spring clean. Uh, but very, very important to go in, check those nine volts. I actually just bought like a really cheap battery checker um, online and you can just put the nine volt right in there and it'll tell you if it's good or not, uh, just to be able to not waste a battery, but also make sure it's working. Also check your flashlights. Very important. Check your flashlights, make sure they're working. They have batteries, all that good stuff. Uh, we already talked about the HVAC, but that would be part of the maintenance story. And then you want to check your filters for water, air, vacuum, etc. So water filter in the refrigerator, ice maker, anything like that. Uh, maybe there's a filter in like an air purifier that you have. Maybe there's a filter, like a HEPA filter in your vacuum cleaner. So I'll, I'll sort of like wrap up with, I love, I have two different kinds of vacuum cleaners. I have the stick kind, which a lot of us have seen, and that's the Dyson. I really like it. I will tell you though, the filter on the top starts to smell disgusting. Now I have two dogs. I'm sure that's why. But it just starts to smell like death. So I figured out what it was. I bought like four or five extra filters and I changed them the moment I even get like a hint of a scent. And then the other vacuum I have is the Miele. And that is amazing. Oh my gosh. Again, would love to have them come on as a sponsor slash chat with them because they are awesome. Um, and I love my canister vacuum. Mine is a bagless version and it has like 4,000 filters. But what's great is I don't have to actually buy any filters. I do need to clean them. So after I was cleaning up all that crazy stuff out of my uh, dryer vent, let me tell you, girlfriend needed a deep spa appointment. So I took everything apart, cleaned it really, really, really well, and she's ready to, ready to rock and roll. Really, really happy. So... You know, you got to also think about cleaning the things that you clean with. And that's really what we covered, you know, with the laundry area. It's like, you know, you can't just work those things to death and expect them just to keep on going. And, you know, I'm kind of like my Nana. I just want to buy quality and I want to buy uh, less, you know, I want to buy something that's better less often, if that makes sense. Um, so, wow, it's been 50 minutes, y'all. I had no idea how long this would be. I didn't want to be in a big old hurry, uh, but I didn't want to take too much of your time. But hopefully you've been able to like do a load of laundry, wash some dishes. Maybe you're working on your dinner tonight, whatever you're up to. If I was able to join you wherever you are, you're listening um, however you're listening, and you got some great information, then the whole point of this podcast was realized. Um, I hope you are inspired to roll up your sleeves, clean that house, spring clean it to all get out. You are worth it. Your home is worth it. You're going to totally love it. And if you have any questions about weird things that you need to clean or anything like that, Eventually, maybe we'll have like a phone number or something on here. I have friends that have those. But uh, at the moment, we're just going to listen to Baxter's little sounds in the background. 
And you guys can check me out on Instagram. It's at Theodore Leaf. Oh my gosh, Baxter, really. He's never, this is the most noisy he's ever been. I'm telling you. He knows what we're doing. Uh, so we're at Theodore Leaf or at Canyon Home on Instagram. Uh, it's just a great way to sort of chit chat, DM, all that kind of stuff. But listen, so if you like this podcast, like I've learned from all of my other podcasters, we'd love a review. You can rate and you can subscribe and you can download and all that stuff. I hope I can put this on iTunes and Stitcher and wherever podcasts are available. So um, thank you so much. And if anybody listens, we'll do another one next week. Uh, Next week, I'm going to actually interview my friend and we're going to talk about all things organizing because it's that time of year, y'all. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening and uh, come on back to Canyon Home next week. Kings and queens and love machines Don't throw your dreams down rushing streams Oh, no, no Oh, no, no We write our songs to write our wrongs And feel the notes beneath our bones Oh, no, no Oh, no, no And all the while the waking hours adhere Friendly fire All the while the waking hours adhere To the friendly fire Kings and queens and love machines Don't throw your dreams to rushing streams Oh no Oh, no, no. We write our songs to write our wrongs. Don't feel the notes beneath your bones. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. And all the while the waking hours adhere to the friendly fire.